Hello and welcome to Hustle. If you're listening for the first time, we're a new podcast focused on exploring the business journeys, trials and wins of underrepresented entrepreneurs, as well as discussing topical business related news in an engaging way. Today we we're talking about the fashion industry with whom I'd like to call not only a fashion expert, but a very stylish lady, Juliana Mabanga. Today she'll be sharing her experiences within the fashion industry where she's been for the last 20 years and has had some fantastic roles to the present day where she actually has her own business. Gianna's journey is really inspiring and I know she's particularly keen to share insights into the industry for for young people and the good, the bad and also the downright ugly. Gianna, welcome. Thank you very much. (laughs) No worries. Um, I thought it'd be probably useful if you just give us an overview of your, um, your who you are and your experiences to date for our listeners. Thank you so much. No worries. So I started out as a, as a fashion student. I work, went on to work for a bridal company, working in styling, working with brides, preparing for their for their big day. Mm. From there, I, I, I actually worked there for seven and a half years. Mm. I really, really, really enjoyed it. But I felt that there was something missing for me. Mm. And the thing that was missing was that I was really, really committed to the job, but I wasn't getting the promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, after being there for seven and a half years, I decided to leave mm-hmm. because I knew that there was more out there for me. Mm. Yeah, so... You're saying that you know that there was more out there for you, so you started off in bridal st- bridal styling. Yes. And then eventually you went into... I went into wardrobe consultancy. Okay, so I don't know a lot about that, so can you, can you just explain what of that course, means? Of course, So I was basically preparing businesswomen for every aspect of their lives. Mm-hmm. So making sure they had the right clothes for the right occasions mm-hmm. and to take them into that business meeting knowing mm-hmm. that they felt good, they mm-hmm. looked good, and their clothes were never an issue for them. Mm. I think that's such an important thing that people overlook because I find that whenever I'm going to a meeting, I'm always thinking about, hmm, what should I wear? How can I still be feminine, but still, you know, not too girly mm. that people kind of um, underestimate me? Do I wear black? Do I wear colour to show my personality? So I think this is something I struggle with that I would love to have a wardrobe consultant. Hey, <laughs> a client! <laughs> in a podcast episode. Amazing. So there you go. I think there is something in that, what you've said. It's quite a big thing for confidence, especially. Mm-hmm. And actually, what is your message? Whenever you're dressing, you've got to think, what is the message that I want to give? Mm. If you're going into a room full of men, Mm. for example, in a business meeting, you don't want to go in looking so feminine and frilly that you're not going to be taken seriously. Mm. But equally, you don't want to be dressed as a man. No, 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 you don't. Either. But you can have your own personality in your style Mm -hmm. and still look feminine. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't go for bright colours like bright yellow or bright pink. Yellow's my favourite colour. I love yellow. I, I love yellow. I like yellow, but I don't really wear it that often. Really? I have like a yellow version of like everything. Yeah. I usually tend to stick to quite black, navy, 
darker darker shades and then sometimes I'll have something that has a pop of colour because I, I, I do like colour mm. but I do tend to it's not necessarily play it safe but I just feel so comfortable in, in black mm. Mm. I think you can wear dark colours but then you always have to accessorise it mm. carefully mm-hmm. to give it that lift Yeah. Right. because in the autumn in the autumn months it's, it can be perfect to wear dark mm-hmm. colours often mm-hmm. but in the height of summer yeah you want to have you some need to, to color. Get it. so maybe you may wear a navy jacket mm-hmm. and you'd have a stone pair of trousers yeah mm. that sort of brightens it up it brightens it up do you know just going back to your so your, your career you talked about after um working as a bridal designer you went to bridal stylist sorry you at you went to um the field of, sort of wardrobe consultancy was that your sort of last job as a nine to five before setting up your own job yes okay amazing yes and what can you tell us about the fashion industry? Because, of course, it's really broad and, you know, there's different roles. You can be a stylist, you could be a designer, you could be a photographer, you could be a producer. I mean, there's, you know, the list you is... You sew the clothes. Yeah, so the, yeah dressmaker. Exactly, it's, yeah. it's endless. How did you decide what area you wanted to, to, to go into? And what advice would you give for any young people, particularly out there, that wants to start a fashion career? Okay, so from a very young age, actually from the age of seven... I was designing. Mm-hmm. So I already had mm-hmm. a really, really strong passion mm-hmm. for fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that for me, cut and fabric was everything, mm-hmm. which equals luxury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get the attention to detail so much mm-hmm. when it's not luxury. Yeah. Um, to anybody that's going thinking of going into the fashion industry, I think it's very, very important that you're true to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know yourself well. Because there are going to be lots of people that are going to be there to tell you, you cannot do it. It Mm. will not work. Mm. And you need to keep pushing and, you know, surround yourself with the right people. Okay. Okay. And when you say true to yourself, is that also to your skills as well? Because one area of the industry, I'm I'm assuming, might look really, really fashionable. You get to go to fashion week and, you know, it's really like fun and you meet celebrities. Another area might not be as so high status, but you might be best suited to that. How do you sort of reconcile what you what you're good at, but also what's quite attractive when you want to do? Okay, <laughs> that's a good question. So I would say um, the fashion industry is hard work, mm. point blank across the board. You do get things like the fashion shows, which is which are really enjoyable and, mm. and great fun. But there's a lot of work that goes in behind that also. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of sorry, yeah, I was I was just going to say, how do you get your not necessarily your brand across but in terms of people wanting you to to, to consult for them and say oh I want Juliana to help Mm. me with my wardrobe how do you kind of get there so it's that's a very interesting question also because it's word of mouth which is very rare Mm. I know that for a lot of people it's not very rare because I find for my business it is word people trust and rely on you if yes. you've done a good job for somebody else yeah. and a lot of people would say oh no but social media mm. is the way or your website presence yes. but I get more from word of mouth absolutely. than I do the online mm. world so yeah absolutely for me it's totally I do have a website mm-hmm. but it is word of mouth because with my job it's very visual mm. yeah. the results are very visual yeah. and you can have a husband and wife and the husband will see the transformation in his wife mm. and he will be completely amazed yeah really? and then he will think actually i need to do something for myself as well. and then he's and then 
he also Amazing. invests in himself. Amazing. And this is another thing, it's about investing in yourself. It is an investment. Um, a lot of people think that, oh, this is only for the celebrities, mm. this kind of um, styling consultation mm. and, and you know, the paying the extra attention to your clothes. Or mm. even kind of shallow. Not, not that I think that yeah. it's not that yeah. I think it's shallow, but in the sense that you know you're you're putting so much effort into your your, your exterior. Yeah, absolutely, um, mm-hmm. absolutely. But do you know the other thing? Mm-hmm. How many people go to the hairdresser, or the nail shop, or the nail shop? How many people would go to the same hairdresser because they know they know how to care for their hair well? Mm. That is also an investment. In it myself, is. Yeah, isn't it? no, I agree. So there's no point in having the good hair mm-hmm. and not the right look. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. Just going back to what you said, I, I asked you a question about how do you reconcile being good at something, your own skill, and what's attractive. You talked about the fashion industry being um, really hard work and yes. it's about being really true to yourself, what yeah. you're good at, stick at, because that's what that's where you'd succeed. Yes. Are there any perks to, to the industry? You talk about the hard work and people closing you down so at times. Are there mm. any positives and, and perks that people can take away with? For me, mm. personally, it's seeing the results. Mm. It's seeing how it changes lives. So the really. transformation. The transformation is mm-hmm. massive. Mm-hmm. And I've seen clients grow within their careers mm. because of the way they feel about themselves yeah. in their clothes. It's massive. So it's not about really the clothes per se, it's, it's about confidence. the confidence, yes. Mm. The confidence. When I when I think of the fashion industry, I think about the Devil Wears Prada. Same. So that kind of, <laughs> you've got this, this woman at the head of a whatever Vogue, and then you've got somebody that works under her, and you've got these people that are running around with the new colours, and it's, uh, it's bitchy, yeah. it's backstabby it's long nights long days it's people judging you know how you come to work yourself you have to always be tip top um is it like that in many occasions yes really Mm -hmm. yeah there there is a lot of backstabbing there is there is but if you look at it if you take it into banking for example banking is is the same everywhere it just comes in different forms different shapes i think in the fashion industry people see it more as it's acceptable to be like that Mm. there is a there is a you know there's a a model of people what they expect from you Mm. when you're in the industry Mm. they expect you to be very slim yes okay look a certain way Mm. i don't look that way i look like everybody else yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. i i i and i think because of that people can connect with me on an on an everyday level that's your advantage and that's my yeah Mm. and actually People want to work with real people. Yes. I find that, yeah. I do find that. And would you say, though, on that note, that the the industry is not very inclusive, as you know, sort of like inclusion and diversity. They're really strong buzzwords at the moment um, within particularly the corporate sector, but also the public sector. How has that caught on in the fashion world? Because I I still see it from the outside as it being, as you say, very one one way, very slim, probably very Eurocentric, very elitist. How? What is it actually like? Or was it me just assuming? No, I would say I would say there is a space for you, mm. for people that look like me mm. in the fashion industry. But you, as I said, you have to be true to yourself, mm. and you need to not give up fighting. Mm. It's because almost, it is. It's, it's almost like what you're what what I'm hearing is that you there is a space for you, but you have to carve it out. Absolutely. But what if I don't want to carve it out? What if I want to be in the same space? as everybody else in the fashion industry, but I look different to them or I'm from a different background to them. Do you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? 
Absolutely. And this is where it comes back to being strong and being and being confident within yourself. Mm. But say if you're not a thick-skinned person, is the fashion industry for you? No. That's honest. No. Mm. That's really honest. And so you've had a career that spanned, can I say two decades? 20, 20 years? <laughs> you don't... <laughs> Okay, Juliana looks amazing. I think I mentioned in the intro, she's not only a, a fashion expert, but extremely stylist. If you see her right now, this probably, she probably says my every day, but to us it's like, wow. Like she's Picking she's, up the kids from Exactly, school. oh yeah. Really, really chic and stylish, so we've got to give her props, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I can imagine in your, in your 20-year career that you've seen uh, things change, or maybe even stay the same, in terms of being a black woman in the industry? Yes. I've seen change. Um, I've never worked with another person of colour. That's mm. awful. Mm. It's interesting. Um, so you've always been the, 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 the person of the, the only like person the, of the, colour in the room or yes. in, in the company or on the project. Yes. And how has that been for you well I've just taken it as I know myself mm. and if something is not right mm. I will speak up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if some if I'm doing something and I'm do- whatever you do you have to do with conviction you need mm. to know mm. yourself but have you always had that conviction so say mm. say a young Juliana <laughs> a young Juliana yeah. had that conviction yeah okay mm. yes and I know that's not for that it's not the same for many people. No, a lot of people are still not. finding themselves yeah. when they're 15, 16, 17. But I had a very, very clear mm-hmm. path as to what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was very much supported by my by my parents. They Amazing. really encouraged me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That leads us on to for if you're a young person wanting to work in the industry, so there's a 16-year-old out there right now, they want to do what, what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Do, you, do you have any advice or guidance or nuggets? I would say look for internships. Mm-hmm. Look for people that are in the industry already that maybe you can shadow and spend some time with mm-hmm. because I think universities does not prepare you. They do not prepare you for the reality of the industry. Mm. And un- until you've actually had the experience, only then will you really know if it's really for you or not. What about mentorship? How, how, how can you find a fashion mentor as a young person? Would it be a case of, I don't know, reaching out on LinkedIn or going, you know, following an influencer? Like, how, how, do, you, how do you forge those links in the industry? Like, it's still, I think, quite, quite insular, yeah. I would say. Mm. Yeah. I think it's harder. I think it might be harder to get some sort of fashion internship than yeah. it is to get a journalism internship yeah. or to get... Uh, I don't know, social work or whatever it is. If we're not networked well. Yeah. 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 Um, in terms of mentorship, I would say, I would still say go to somebody on LinkedIn, somebody mm. who you've researched and you can see that they do mm. very similar things to what you would aspire to do yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Because there's no point in following somebody who is an influencer who mm. is completely yes. on the opposite scale. If you want to go into luxury and somebody's Fast fashion. Fast fashion. Yeah. It's a very different, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. approach. What, what do you actually think of fast fashion? Well. Quickly. Yeah, well. <laughs> well. Yes. Because it's I, overtaken everything. It has. But why has it overtaken everything? Because it's cheaper. Right. 
it's accessible right. everywhere, I guess. Mm. And they make copies of the high-end oh, designer yes, brands. that's true. At a, at a lower price point. Yeah. Mm. But the quality... The quality is so so rubbish I would say I would say one to two washes and it's finished so it's people are buying lots of clothes and they have lots of clothes but they have nothing to wear because it's one time use it's mm. counterproductive yeah so instead of having those staple classic quite you know nice things in your wardrobe that you can reuse and mm. you can literally have 20 items and that's you for You're the whole like year now. you don't need much no, but it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a capsule collection it's but, I think, but, but i think when it comes to styles people just buy oh i like this i like and this impulse and i like that yes and it's not everything that you like you should buy because yeah. it's not for you exactly <laughs> but also you're buying individual items you're not buying an outfit mm. so then that 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 then brings you to another problem. Is yeah. that when you get home, how do you wear it? Yes. It's true. I've had this problem many times. You know when you're like, I've got nothing to wear. And there's like clothes everywhere. And you're like, and they still have the labels on. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So then as a, as a stylist, um, Juliana, what, what key uh, bits of advice could you give for people like us in terms of when, when, when you're buying clothes? What's some key things to, to remember? I would always say to you to look at your body shape. Mm. and look at the garment that you're buying look at the fabrics that you're working with mm. do these fabrics actually work on your body shape mm. if you're curvy do you then go for something that is more fluid in fabric mm. that moves with you mm. or do you go for something that's very structured yeah. that actually wears you Yes. Mm. I'm going to put you on the spot if mm. I was going in to a big meeting to seal the deal, yes. what do you think I should be wearing? I think you should be wearing a jacket, for sure, with a collar. So like a blazer? A blazer. Mm-hmm. Narrow trousers. I've looked at your shape already. Oh, wow. Okay, this is, I've this really is, done the I'm assessment. getting the freebie. <laughs> getting the freebie. I want the freebie. I, want the freebie. <laughs> I, would, I don't know if you wear heels. I don't. Okay, so I would give you a wedge. Really? Something that's very elegant but gives you a bit of height mm. because I think you're quite petite in height. I'm a trainer lady. Okay, that's why. Petite. That's what I thought. So I thought I'll give you wedge because wedge is still quite mm. stable to walk on. Mm-mm. Okay. Can I have some advice? What should I be wearing? I think you you look great in colour. I can see why you would choose <laughs> yellow. But for a business meeting, yes. I will put you in navy. Okay, navy. Mm. Okay. You can add your splash of colour underneath. Dress or top and trousers? Dress. I need dresses. And hair. Yes, hair. I always, see, I always think if I have my hair down, it's, I would rather have it like this because it's, I feel more like, you know, it's a bun put together Mm. in, or I wouldn't have it out and curly. Yeah, because, because actually there isn't, there is a time and a place to have your hair out. Mm. And it's, but in a business meeting where you're really trying to seal seal the deal, the last thing you want to be thinking about is, does my hair look okay? Okay. Has yeah. it has it started yes, to do its own it's thing? True. It's true. And it's one less thing for you to think about. That's but true. But not only that, it does look very nice back. Um, what type of dress should I be wearing? <laughs> Sorry, that's all family. What type of dress? I would go for shift dress for yourself. Oh yeah. Okay. With a little bit of draping across the front mm-hmm. and a V-neck. Okay. okay. And possibly, if you like a sleeve. Mm-hmm. If you're okay with sleeveless, you mm-hmm. could go for a little cap sleeve okay. or a three-quarter length sleeve. Okay. Fantastic. So I now need to find a pair of trousers. You do? And some wedge heels. Yeah, I don't wear trousers a lot. I wear tights and skirts. Well, you, and you, could, you could wear a dress with a blazer. 
Mm-hmm. But is that too formal for the meeting you're going into? Do you know what? I have always wanted to do the whole really crisp white shirt and trouser look. Yeah. I've always, I've always mm. liked that. You could also wear a gilet. Oh. A gilet would be very nice. So it's like a long waistcoat, mm. clean lined, very sleek, down just below the knee with a tapered trouser and a pair of heels or a little wedge. A little wedge. And then you could, you've got your crisp white shirt underneath, of course. Who's your style? Sorry, I go for it. I would go for silk shirt, by the way. Oh! Not crisp cotton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting excited, hustled family. Yeah, Sidetracked. Sidetracked to it a, a little Sorry. bit. Who's your, who's your style icon? Well, are you talking about designer? Um, so designer, I guess. And then also, who do you think... Out there. Out there dress as well that you really like and find quite inspiring. I think Meghan Markle, she knows her shape yes, very well. she does. I must say, she she always pulls it off. I've noticed that she wears a lot of Roland Murray, who is one of my favourite designers because he's very, very specific with his cuts. It's very, mm. it's a very definite look. Really? But it's super chic. Mm. I find, um, I probably might get this wrong, but um, Prince William's wife, yes, Kate. Kate. Not that they kind of have similar shapes. She's obviously a lot more thinner, yes. but then they like cuts. I yes. think they wear cuts really, really well. Yeah, yeah. But if you look at the way they dress, it's very classic. Very classic. Mm. Very classic. I love it. Speaking of very classic, and you talk about the royal family. One thing that really peed me off was you know the royal wedding, mm. Meghan yes. and Harry. Some of the guests, Victoria Beckham, looked great. As always, yes. But there was Idris Elba and his partner, and she was wearing a Gucci dress, not just any type of Gucci dress. It was the red, the green. Yeah. It was the Gucci brash. What do you think of that? It wouldn't be what I would choose. Mm. I think it's making too much of a statement for the occasion. Mm. Um, but actually you're asking the wrong person because I like more understated wearable clothes. Mm. And this is very, as you said, it was Gucci. Everybody knows it was Gucci. Mm. I like to create the suspense. Oh, that's interesting. Where, Where is, is it, it from? from? Yes. I think also at a, like a, a big royal wedding kind of like that and kind of, if you're talking in terms of timeless, when you want to look back at a photo, mm. you want yes. it to be a timeless dress that you can't say, oh, that was the, you know, the, the thing back then it's almost kind of like that's why I like black when you wear black it's just <laughs> it's just timeless yeah but I think I think it's nice to mix it up a bit mm. you know I think it can sometimes be too much mm. so it's always good to have an accessory that, yes that lifts it whether it be a scarf yes or you know you can wear a black gilet yes. with a, like yes. a pop of color underneath we spoke a lot about um, women's fashion, but um, what advice would you have for our listeners who are men out there who are entrepreneurs, they're starting businesses or they already have businesses? How do you think... And they might not have a lot of money. A lot of money, suits, exactly. What type of advice would you would you give to some of our male listeners? Okay. Again, look at your body shape. Mm. When you're choosing a jacket, should you be going for a jacket with one button or two buttons. Mm-hmm. Look at where the buttons are. Look at where the pockets are positioned. Mm-hmm. Um, also, look at the length of the jacket in rela- in relation to your height. Mm. When choosing trousers, make sure that you've gone for the right shape for your body shape, mm-hmm. and also again the right fabric. 
Amazing. And ironed, I'd, I'd assume, having things ironed. Because I feel like with men's no. steamed. Steamed, yes. wow. We don't iron. We don't, I- oh, we don't a- iron. We steam. We steam. <laughs> can you get a, you can get a steam at home? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's good. And you can also get one that's portable, so you can travel, so there is no excuse. Wow, that's okay. good advice. And I guess with steaming, it, it, it gives the garment longer wear, doesn't it? Longer wear. Yes. And you don't get that sheen. On the fabric. Yes. If you yes. look, yes, when you true. look at a, a blazer and mm-hmm. it starts to develop sheen, yeah, it's where it's been sometimes overpressed. Overpressed. Okay, that's good to know. Thank you. So that leads us quite nicely into talking about your business because obviously you've been sharing um, okay. some some tips, <laughs> which is what you do on a daily um, a daily basis. Um, can you talk um, a little bit more about what prompted you to start your business? Well. Actually, it had, it had been something that had been in my mind for a while. Mm-hmm. I knew that I could service my clients mm-hmm. better by working with them at home first, mm-hmm. seeing what their need was, mm-hmm. and then servicing their need. Okay. Um, rather than just styling them with the collections that we had mm-hmm. at the place where I work. Mm-hmm. So when I decided to start my own business, that was the route that I took. I started offering the wardrobe analysis service mm-hmm. so I would go to my client's home mm-hmm. we'd go through her wardrobe we would look at what works what doesn't work why it works and why it doesn't work mm-hmm. we would then create a wish list together and then I would source all of the items for the wish list to revive her existing wardrobe wow so she would get rid of some clothes and then we would add clothes to rebuild and recreate and also another thing you've got to remember is that Clothes stay the same, but we change. Yes, that's true. That's so profound. It's so profound. <laughs> Clothes stay the same, but we change. Yeah. <laughs> Mantra. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so if you talked about that that sort of service, is is that from? Do you do that like with a client for say? Would it be once a quarter, every season? Every How, season. Every season. So we, do, would, we would review the wardrobe every season. Okay. See what's what what has been worn a lot of, mm-hmm. what, sorry, what has been worn well mm-hmm. and what hasn't been worn so well. Okay. If there's something that hasn't been worn so well, why hasn't it been worn? Mm-hmm. Maybe we haven't had the weather. Yeah. Maybe the client hasn't had the occasion yet to wear it mm-hmm. or maybe the client has actually been maybe a bit unsure. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. At which point we then recreate. Yes. With the existing clothes in the wardrobe mm-hmm. just to refresh. I like the emphasis on existing clothes because yeah. that's so important. It's not just going out willingly buying clothes. It's no. about having, knowing how to wear what you have in your wardrobe. Absolutely. And if they're pieces that are not in the fast fashion sort of bracket, these are timeless pieces where you can wear, wear again and again. This is it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So have you um, faced any kind of challenges starting your business? nine to five to a business owner I'm sure there would have been some kind of like you're smiling (laughs) please share okay so challenges there were lots of people that thought that it wouldn't work really there were lots of people that felt that people wouldn't pay for this kind of service were they like ex-colleagues family like who ex-colleagues wow um again I go back to saying if you're doing something, you've mm-hmm. got to do it with passion, with love. Mm-hmm. And you need to be 
direct with what you want. If you mm. want gold, say you want gold. Yes. Don't say you'd be happy with silver when the silver comes. I think yeah. you're not happy with I it. I think there's something about your vision that other people might not be able to tap into it. And that's, mm. that's okay. That's okay that other people don't understand it. But as long as you understand yes. it and you're comfortable in mm. it, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what other challenges were there? Um hard work it was extra yeah. extra hard work mm. the nine to five became 22 hours wow. 20 yeah. hours mm-hmm. you know you're building something you know in your mind how you want mm-hmm. your business to look mm-hmm. and you know it's it's about building relationships isn't it it is did you ever go through a period where your friends or your family or people thought you were just working too much or too hard or you know was there ever anything like that? No, they understood. That's great. That's supportive. Yes. How do you go about finding such clients? Because I'm assuming these will be clients that have some disposable income and that see it as an investment in themselves and are willing to make that time and investment for it. How, how do you find those sorts of people? It's word of mouth. Wow. It really is word of mouth. Mm. I've had clients contacting me from the States. Wow. That have met somebody in a business meeting it's been a conversation and from there I've been contacted I guess it's because your clients are your walking billboard if you've styled that client Mm -hmm. and somebody says oh I really love how you put this together I really like this where did you get it from this oh no my oh my stylist Mm. got it from that oh who's that so so it's a visual representation so I could see how word of mouth would spread your business Do you find also that as you know, as part of your your business and the skill that you bring to it, you've got to sort of be um, up to date with certain trends or certain pieces? Like how, how when somebody when, once you've done a consultation with somebody and then you've picked out things that work well for them, and you said so you go off and then you find the pieces yes. for them. Where do you start? With, what do you start with? Okay, so I don't style. I style the client for her lifestyle and her personality. Okay. I'm not styling her for the latest trends. Okay. Because actually, in order for you to feel comfortable... Trends change. Trends change. Mm. But also, you want to feel like yourself. Mm. You don't want to feel like like somebody has dressed you... Yes. ...in the latest, but actually it doesn't... You don't feel comfortable. That's true. So I was going to say, what do you... Just really off the bat here. What do you think about leggings and jogging bottoms? Because I love them. She lives and when, in them. when I'm not when I'm not actually going to work or doing something worky related, that's what I live in, and I love it. Well, always tells me she's like, <laughs> I love Juliana's look at look at the moment. <laughs> you know what she says? She always says to me, "Did you just go to the gym?" I was like, "No, no, no, I didn't go to the gym." That's I, I, how I, I dress on a I daily. Always ask, I always thought that um, Farah was in the gym first in the morning before we met, but she just lives in gym clothes. <laughs> so comfortable when I'm running around and doing things it it's kind of lets me be free you're looking at me I love eye. this look come yeah. on now you, 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 you. I would I would suggest against <laughs> even when I'm just kind of like running around on when my day to day no 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 because do you know what go on okay so I'm going to give you a scenario supposing you're in your leggings and your trainers and you go out and you meet your new your next potential business partner how would you feel I feel like they would like me for for me and what I can bring rather as opposed to what the leggings or the jogging bottoms can bring. Am I naive? I think you're naive. That? 
Because I think people, it's the first impression, it's the first yeah. 30 mm. seconds that somebody sees you, mm-hmm. they will then know whether they want to work with you or not. Mm. Well, I'm going to a meeting today with a school and I'm, but it's a school. But it's a, okay. But what, not, I would, what I would say is, look at where you're going mm. and think about what you're going to wear. Because mm. sometimes I feel that there's such a thing as overdress. Absolutely. For the, for the environment that you're about to go in. So I definitely do agree if it's like big fancy VC venture capitalist or like a big board meeting or a, a really like prestigious company, then of course you wear your shoes. But in the spaces I move in, in terms of schools and... The, you need to you need to be seen as approachable also. Yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah. Hence why I do this. Because then I feel like if I look... Oh, not business, for comfort. For comfort too. For comfort too. But I have found like kind of businessy in at the top and then the trainers and then people kind of feel like, you know, they don't think I'm, I think I'm all that. We might need to take this offline hustle yeah. family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I, <laughs> for us convincing Juliana that trainers are fine to a meeting. Hmm. Um, so moving on to the, the next question, talked about the challenges. Um, what, what, what have been the highlights of your, 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 your business, in your business career Probably so lots, far? Probably but oh, top yeah. 10. So yeah. What, Top, top what? Top, top, top two. Top two. Oh. What, what's something that you really, 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 really loved doing? Spending time with my clients, yeah. seeing the transformation mm-hmm. and hearing the feedback. Amazing. And for me, that's everything. That mm-hmm. That is, when I get these this kind of feedback, mm-hmm. for me, it makes every bit of hard work I do mm-hmm. worth. Amazing. Yeah. What about the travelling? Have you been to some... I don't mind. You don't mind? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind to travel. Of course you don't. Some lovely places. Any other highlights you'd like to share with us? No? Okay. No. But do you know... Okay, so but we're going to push you here. Do you... Tell us one specific goal that you have for your business in the upcoming year. To train others. Oh, I love that. To do what I do. And to see the benefits and the importance of wow. what I do. So, just on that on that note, when you say train, would you like almost like a, a, a fashion styling house as other consultants that you have? Absolutely, amazing. But we all need to be have the similar have a similar vision. Okay. Because yeah. I think that that is very very important. Mm. Very important. Can you? Can you train someone to be a stylist, or do you think that they have to have an innate sense of style like they know how things go together. together they are they're aware of different people's body types and what works well or can you learn that or can you learn that some of these things can be taught they okay. can be taught mm-hmm. they can be taught mm-hmm. but there was you tend to find the people that have the innate kind of flair they have the flair for mm-hmm. it already mm-hmm. these people are very open to being taught okay Okay. also and learn new things so that's a really good goal and do you think you're you're in a position where you can work towards that or is it still quite busy obviously being a business owner you're doing everything you're doing yes. the admin you're doing um the actual traveling and, and everything like that's that's hard yeah well at the moment i'm in a position where a lot of clients only want me yes so the yeah. youth factor, the youth factor. Yeah. and um so that's where it becomes challenge. Yes. Mm. But but when you want something, you just 
you you find a way to do it you find Absolutely. you find the time because Absolutely. a lot of people talk about you know i don't have enough time but you want to do the training mm-hmm. you'll yeah. find the time to yeah. train people yeah amazing so as we're nearing the end um of our interview is there anything you'd like to say to the hustle family juliana thank you so much i think you're doing great work ladies thank you very thank much you. and um i hope people enjoy and continue to enjoy Amazing. And would you like to share um, any of your personal details, like your website details or email, just in case anybody out there is interested in getting in touch with you for um, a um, one-to-one? Okay, yeah, of course. So my website is julianapersonalstyling.com and my email address is jm at julianapersonalstyling.com. Fantastic. Hustle Family will share this um, on our um, Instagram uh, post uh, of this interview and also in the episode description details. Thank you for joining us and we will see you um, at the next episode. Yeah, and you might even see me wearing some wedges at the next Please! <laughs> <laughs>